All right, let's do this. Peanut, if you're staying in the room, no talking. Welcome to the Photo Work Podcast, the talky and touchy-feely version of my book, Photo Work, 40 Photographers on Process and Practice. Hello, everyone. I'm Sasha Wolf, recording from Woodstock, New York, and I'm joined as usual by my friend and producer, and happy anniversary, Mr. Michael Chauvin Dalton. Hello, Michael. Hi, yes. Happy anniversary. Three years. And and, and to you. (laughs) And I think that um, three years is leather, so uh, your belt is in the mail. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I got you a really huge belt buckle with like, um, you know, cattle (laughs) horns on it. I hope that that's your style. You Um, know me so well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah man happy anniversary it's so i cool. know it's three it's years really, yeah i mean it's been great it has you know, been it, great it, it's not it's no longer just a, a little project <laughs> no it is uh yeah it, no. it's this whole enterprise we have going and it's it's been going really well yeah yeah that's thanks to you mr producer oh please it's a team effort <laughs> we have um, taylor we have you <laughs> We have now the foundation. Yeah. And everyone involved in the foundation, the advisory committee, the board, they're all so engaged and so so appreciative, Um, thankful Mm -hmm. to them for being so engaged. It's really a lot of the folks on the advisory committee for the foundation are people that our listeners would know. So, I mean, we have a bunch of photographers, Jillian Lau, Brahim Fortune, Matthew Pillsbury. We have Leslie Martin. From Aperture, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a brain trust. Yeah, yeah. a lot of oh, and, and 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 more people. Jess Dugan just joined, actually, which is really exciting. Yeah. So really, really good group, and then a bunch of other folks, equally as valuable in other fields. Mm-hmm. And we're so grateful to them. And, and we have a uh, great audience, uh, and an amazing with, audience with lots of great feedback and. You know, not just, uh, you know, good complimentary feedback, feedback that's, you know, useful in other ways, too. Like we, you know, somebody you were just telling me that uh, someone had asked that we uh, have more pictures uh, to accompany the episodes. And, you know, being an audio podcast, I get that, you know, sometimes when I'm listening to shows, I'm thinking I need to go and look that up, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, later on. But but it's this is also a good time to I think remind everyone that we we have a, a pretty good website thanks to Taylor Salzbeck, mm-hmm. and there are there are quite a few nice galleries attached to each episode, and that's photowork.foundation. And I know when you're listening, you know you don't really want to run to your computer and open up a website, especially but... if you're driving. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jogging, driving, walking the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> but you could do it before you listen or right after you listen. Right. And I do want to say in all seriousness that there is a page for each episode and it, it's pretty comprehensive. I mean, there's a picture yeah. gallery, there's links to the artist's website, there are all the publications with links are listed. So it's all there. So yeah, check it out and um, maybe that will be a nice addition, a nice additional layer. Exactly. And I think another uh, group we should uh, thank for uh, helping us with our success is Picture House in the Small Dark Room, who are a wonderful sponsor of the show. 
Yeah, I I couldn't be happier with this relationship. In fact, I'm going to be sitting down to lunch with those folks hmm. next week to talk about the future. But we are, you know, working on a bunch of things t- together, getting them involved in, in more aspects of the foundation. They've been extremely supportive and generous. And they're just a fantastic lab. They, I think I've mentioned this before, but they do a lot of printing for one of my artists um, who's quite well known and mm-hmm. <laughs> and the work is spectacular. I mean, we've sent it to museums, this work yeah. all over the world and I couldn't feel more proud of the quality of the work that Picture House is doing for us and, and we're sending out. And also I want to say that they also have, we've mentioned this before, a bookshop, mm-hmm. but they have events and tonight actually uh, yeah. Chris Graves, our friend Chris Graves is going to be there to discuss his new book, which is a wonderful book, Privileged Mediocrity. And there's a chance I'll be there. I want to be there and I just have to untangle some things. But please go over there, check out Chris, say hi, and maybe you could say hi to me as well if I make it. (laughs) And and you'll be getting involved with with Picture House and starting that relationship. 6 to 8 p.m. and you can... Uh, find out more details at PHTSDR, Picturehouse Small Darkroom.com. And, you know, see what else they do because I, I always, I'm always amazed at how much they still do with film in every yeah. aspect mm-hmm. from yep. movie to still. It, it's really quite amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's an incredible place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's this big facility. It's big, but it feels really. I don't know, warm and personal. So it's the best way I can describe it. All right. So we have a throwback episode of Rewind for our third year anniversary. Thought it would be fun to play um, one of our favorite episodes. And and you and I chose the formidable and <laughs> wise <laughs> wise the sage really the sage we should just yeah. call him the sage um todd heido and Absolutely. we yep. love this episode it's one of our favorites yeah i remember this one being just so full of advice and quotes and yep. just yeah just sit, sitting back and learning as i was listening to yeah, this one absolutely yep. that's how i felt talking to todd um right just like learning. I think I was still recording in the closet then. So I, <laughs> yeah, I, think I may so. not have been able to actually <laughs> lean back without hitting my head. But, <laughs> but I was happy in the closet because I was talking to Todd. So Right. Well, anyway, so without further ado, um, once again, happy anniversary, my friend. Thank you so much for everything that you've done that you do and for being just the best partner in the world I couldn't have asked for. I mean, when we hooked up, I didn't know that you were going to be producing the podcast. You were going to be my partner in this and you were going to build my deck. So, (laughs) but boy, did I get lucky. Producers with benefits. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, Mr. Producer with Benefits, if you don't mind, please take it away. Uh, Yes. Well, happy anniversary and thank you, too, for this opportunity to do all of this. And it is my pleasure. And here is our Rewind episode with Todd Heido.
Todd Heido. Welcome to the Photo Work Podcast. I can't believe I, I nabbed you. I feel very just thrilled to be talking with you. So thank uh, you so much for... Thank you very much. I, I really appreciate you um, being interested in, in my work and, and talking to me. Oh, my gosh, of course. So I'm, you know, I love your work. I'm a fan, first and foremost. Thank you. And there's so much. It's like I've spent the past couple of weeks since I knew we were going to talk just really digging into your pictures and listening to some interviews you've given before. And and I think one of the things I really, really enjoyed that I didn't have but I got was Aperture has done this wonderful series of books called the Photography Workshop Series, and you did one. Yes. And they're like these just, I have to say, your issue, your the book you did, is basically a teaching tool. I mean, it just blew me away. Like, you're so generous in the book with your wisdom. Every page is just filled with like I was just underlining things. I was like, people Thank don't even, like just read the book and you'll learn so much. So that was just an, such a fun experience for me. Uh, and thank I, you I couldn't very recommend much. it enough. Did you have fun doing it? It was, it was great fun to do it. it. It was actually it had sort of it had originated out of actually of a, a photo workshop I did there and. We had my editor, um, Denise Wolf. She uh, uh, like she recorded this like two day workshop, and so it's kind of it, it, I, you can understand how it, I can understand how it would be like be like a teaching tool because it was sort of based off of the bones of a workshop, and then uh, and then oh, and, that's, and it, I did not know that that's awesome. And what was interesting is like you know like she and and she's really helped me uh, edit down because we had like she had, it was. 14 hours of talking and somebody actually transcribed it. I couldn't believe it. And uh, a professional did that. And and then we started, she started going through the text and then started helping me put together like certain topics. And um, and then we just kind of whittled it down um, to, to, to what this, this book is, which is, you know, a very like readable, you know, 127 pages. And I am proud of this book because, and I also really wanted to have a book that was, you know, under $30 that, that had a lot of pictures in it and information, and because I really like that, you know, it's it's affordable, um, and that's that's great. Yeah. I, would, I, I love working with Aperture for that reason, you know, because there's that, that kind of um, you know distribution and affordability. Um, yes. It's really. Yeah. Um, I think it's a service to like the photo community. Yeah. Well, I yeah. couldn't agree more. I'm a huge fan of Aperture and Denise, who is who I know pretty well, and who aside from being quite fond of Denise, uh, also know her to be an incredible editor. And she, she also did the book that you did with Aperture, Intimate Distance, which yes. is sort of almost a retrospective book. She edited that with you. Exactly, exactly. And so we had done this, the workshop book, and got to know each other. And, and we had similar ideas and uh, about, you know, books and stuff. And then, you know, she was, um, you know, when we were finishing that, she said, I have your mid-career rec- survey, you know, if you want to do it, you know. And, uh, and and so I was like, okay, let's, you know, it, it, one thing leads to another, which is really nice about working with publishers sometimes is that they, um, you know, when you find somebody that you work well with, it's really nice to work with them more. So that was, I feel really lucky about that. And I would think also, particularly with a sort of retrospective book, because it's not like you're just handing a publisher you know, like your first book, House Hunting, is really tight. It's one body of work. It's not that there's not a ton to do in terms of sequencing, editing, and sequencing. But I would think you'd really have to have a very special relationship 
with someone to collaborate and trust them on something that has a much larger scope, like intimate distance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the thing that's interesting is like for me, I've I, like all the books I've made uh, uh, prior to well, uh, uh, this, everything, everything I've done with Nazareli Press, you know, um, which is my publisher for m- many of my mono- most of my monographs, is that um, uh, I'm, I do the editing and the sequencing, you know, and, and, and that's something that like, and I have like the total input on that. And then, and, and so, and it was really different working with uh, Aperture and, and then where there was like, you know, it's a, there's like a whole entire staff of people that, uh, that make those books. And I found that, um, you know, I had to get used to that a little bit because, um, but I also like knew uh, uh, well enough and thought, you know, very highly of, of Denise's ability uh, to edit is that, um, you know, and then also she, because of she made this workshop book, she was like knew everything about my work and 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 she's like you know um you know a steel trap for that stuff and so she just you know it was natural and then we had you know uh, one of us had come up with the idea that we would do it chronologically um because we're trying to figure out how do you sort the pictures and not have them look like um you know my other books which often have a mixture of portraits you know landscapes you know uh, like night shots and things like that in them like you know, if we there had to be some kind of or uh, like a um, you know a form to it, and, and so um, so the, the chronological is how it was laid out, and then it just made all the sense in the world. Then uh, once we did we did it that way, it just kind of because it, it it laid itself out basically, and then you know if you didn't like the way pictures came together, and there was something in between them that wasn't quite right, you could just pull that picture, you know, or maybe it was redundant, you know, or um, or whatnot, but I, I, the thing I like about that the, that book is you see how an artist like 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 for me I always love looking at the process of another artist. I just I go to lectures all the time. I you know I, I'm constantly interested in, in learning more and um, and so when I made that book, I, I definitely wanted it to be um, to show the actual like how I worked and, and and I'll never forget the first time like this is like 20 years ago. When I had uh, scanned my pictures into like uh, my, my prints into my computer and they're all my photographs are chronologically numbered um, I, because it just that's how I just did my roll of film. And, uh, you know, like way back from when I lived in Boston, you know, till till now. And like uh, and so there's a chronological number. So the pictures just dropped into place. And all of a sudden I look at this like folder and I'm like, wow, that's my whole entire career in order. And it was such a trip. I mean, now it's like, you know, you, the, uh, pictures do that. I mean, they, they, they sort themselves, you know, but, um, but the first time that was done, I was like, that is fascinating to see how you think. And then, and what you like, what you, you hover on for a while and then, or also how sporadic you are as an artist. And, um, you know, and, and then you have times that you're completely focused on something. And then there's times where you're sort of searching you know, or trying out new things. And it's just kind of, you know, sorting your pictures in a chronological way, you know, for anybody, you know, is a fascinating thing to do because it's like, it's, it's, it's what you are, you know, it's kind of your, the inside of your mind in a way, you know, and, and you don't often get to look at those things in chronological order. Well, let me ask you, uh, this is sort of connects to something else I was really interested in. You know, when you do a book like this, it's very different than, sort of completing a body of work and then publishing the book, completing a body of work and then publishing the book. 
there's sort of more of a connection between when you made the pictures and when you're publishing the book. And I want to just quote, David Campany wrote the intro to this book. Uh-huh. And he said something I want to I want to ask you about. He said, there is great value in looking back and risk too. Photographers know this better than most. Can Heido really know who he was when he made an image 25 years ago or even last year? Which is the best moment to be making that call? And I think I wrote to you that I love that and and wrote that I thought this was sort of almost a mind fuck sort of concept. And, you know, I, I'm just really interested in like how, how, I mean, you just talked about it a little bit, but like, what is it like to be almost reinterpreting because you can't possibly, you're not the same person, look, yeah. we're not the same person we were yesterday, but let alone when so many years have passed and your experience yes. of the pictures must be so different. So, you know, in a weird way, like in a strange way, it's except for like, like, like I've, you know, it's good to know a little of my history. It's like I grew up in Ohio and then I moved to like to Pittsburgh and Boston and I, and I went to school there and then that was, that's like one part of my life, like the East coast part. And then when I moved here, there's the West coast part. And that's when I moved here is when things really started to like click for me. Cause I was, you know, it's 25 and you know, as you get older, you get more wise and all that, you know, and you just, your life kind of comes together in uh hopefully a better way. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if, yeah, it, it could be. That's the plan. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but, but, but so like, I, I feel like, the pictures I made when I lived on the East Coast, you know, a lot of times you're also a very much a product of your environment in a lot of ways. But yeah. I remember I like I went to I went to the Boston Museum School for my undergrad. And, uh, you know, every one of my teachers um, had either started with Aaron Siskin or Harry Callahan, like every one of them. You know, this was like, you know, and, and the pictures I made back then were like, you know, like eight by 10 was big for me. You know, I, I was making like, you know, five by six inch prints or like small, like eight by, you know, like it wasn't, I didn't make anything large. Um, it was all black and white. And then I knew I wanted to go to graduate school and I ended up, you know, going uh, several years later, went to the California College of Arts and Crafts is what they used to call it. Yep. And um, um, yeah, it really was. And I studied with Larry Sultan. And so that kind of, and then, and then when I came here, I remember my work changed very much and I changed a lot too. You know, I started doing color. I like, I figured out what my work was, you know, in the past, like when I lived in Boston, like I basically, like the person that I thought was the greatest was Emmett Gowan, you know, and, and, and I still love his work and I'm very, it's, he's very near and dear to me, his work in particular, like, but my work reflected like that, uh, you know, very much when I was younger. And then when I came here, I found, I think I figured out like a lot more about who I was, you know, and, and, and what my, what the, what things were in my life that were, you know, like, like what was, what's behind my artwork. And actually one of the things that sort of, um, was fascinating was, you know, we had these in, we, as a grad student, we had these independent studies with 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 people, and they didn't have to go to your school. They they, they were often they, better off to be another faculty somewhere else, or, or just somebody else in the in the in the photo world. And I remember there was a friend of mine who was was you know she went to therapy a lot, and she told me about this art therapist that she worked with, and she's like, "This is incredible. You have to like do it." And like I could have never afforded anything like that. So I, I but I was I had this idea that well maybe I can do an independent study with this person, you know, and, and if he's into it, like you know we can meet a few times and and like talk about my pictures instead of like making collages from National Geographic like my friend had done 
but and and he was really into that because um, he was an art therapist and I was you know a, a young artist and it was really amazing what happened in that that whole situation because I, I basically he pointed out to me that like I was making the work I was supposed to be making and that mm-hmm. um and and that you know some of my like you know my childhood for sure but like some of my issues in my life were like were in my they were in my photographs and that was something that's um you know always been a curious thing to me you know that that like that's how you know like and it was interesting because i i felt like i was really interested in that and i was just felt very because as a young artist like i mean a lot of people like you don't know what you're doing you don't know like is this good is it not good you know and then like but you know i sort of had this person who was sort of like you know, I respected like, you know, the saying like, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, you know, and that was really like, that was really great because that was, I kind of remember just kind of thinking like, yeah, I am. And I well, should just keep doing that, liberating. you know, and yeah. it was kind of liberating because I didn't have the like, you know, the undecisiveness of, you know, figuring things out. I just sort of was doing it. And, um, and so I've sort of like always done that. I don't know if I even answered your question, but um, no, no, it's, oh, it's oh, fine. Oh, 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 did you know? How do you know who you were and who you're? Oh, and then, it, and what's the best time to like to, to to make decisions or edit your work or whatever? Personally, I think that I've always looked back when I shoot. I'm just sort of adding to like a piles of pictures, you know. And I have like you know piles of houses, and I have piles of apartments, and I have piles of portraits and I have piles of landscapes and I have, you know, like different, I just did different piles, interiors. And I sort of like feel like I'm adding to those stacks. And I, and, and, and I've always kind of liberally pulled from a stack because, and not worrying about, well, I made that 10 years ago, you know, right. um, because it doesn't, that's not the kind of photographer I am. Like I'm sort of like piecing together, like, you know, something, and then, you know, as long as I made it, you know, it's it's it doesn't matter when I made it. And of course, you know, the, I wouldn't like put together like a, a black and white picture I did when I was, you know, in my Boston phase of of, of myself. And then and then it wouldn't necessarily go with something I did, you know, like last week. Um, but sometimes it's interesting that the roots of what you did, which I what I did last week started 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I find to be I, I like that. The cycle of process of an artist is really just, it's inherently fascinating to me. You were just sort of touching on something that is really near and dear to my heart, which is this idea that I'll sort of phrase it in a slightly different way, if you don't mind. But I always say to young artists that you have to be open to the idea that what you love is not going to be what you make. So in other words, you know, when I was young, I made films, um, narrative films, and the type of films I loved were not the type of films that I wrote. I mean, it, uh, it just wasn't what came out of me. Right. And I had to come to terms with the fact that, you know, my inner voice was just not in alignment with John Cassavetes. So like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I was uh-huh. just not, <laughs> that's not the type of that sort of like uber late 60s, 70s, realist type of filmmaking was not the type of things that came out of me when I wrote. And I had to come to terms with that. And it Mm -hmm. sounds a little bit like you went through something like that. But I do always say that to young people, like be really open to who you actually are, not just who you want to be. Yes. Um, Yes. They don't always line up. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then love who you are, of course. Then be yeah. proud of like the type of work you are making. And yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I think that like, I mean, I can't imagine like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm very, very, very picky and hard on myself. And but I also like I like the things that I've put out in the world, like I love them, you know, otherwise I wouldn't have put it out in the world. I enjoy my work and otherwise oh, I wouldn't like, so I mean, great. I, I would be, I'd be bummed if I didn't, you know, and, and actually, and, and then when I don't, I am really bummed, you know, that's something that like, uh, you know, I, I feel, I mean, everybody's had this experience of like, you go out and take pictures and they're like, oh, I didn't get anything or like, you know, I didn't get one, you know, or whatever. And it's, um, um, that's always disappointing, you know, and that happens, you know, for, for everybody. And, um, but anyway, it's interesting. I, I think it's great to like, I mean, I think you need to like what you do. Yeah, well, it definitely helps. Um, yes. You, you quote someone in the workshop series, um, Sister Corita Kent, and th this is such a fantastic concept, and I get the sense that this has just really, really worked for you. Like, And the quote is, find a place you trust and then try trusting it for a while. I love that so much. Can Thank you talk you. about that a yeah, bit? And that comes from, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it, 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 I think John Cage like found it and got it from Sister Coretta Kent. But, you know, if you look, at, I mean, if on the internet, like John Cage rules for students and teachers, this is what comes up. Um, and oh, that's um, awesome. And, and so this is where I, I mean, I, you know, rule number one, find a place you trust and then try trusting it for a while. You know, and so I think that's really um, that's kind of what we're just talking about. You know, right. you find what you kind of want to do. And then instead of trying to, like, just move on all the time, like that's one thing I think about, like, if there's any photography students listening, like, you know, like a good body of work takes like two to three to five years to make, you know, like um, and some and, and then sometimes longer than that. And, um, you know, and then people always move on in like semesters, you know, like, you know, yeah. like uh, in school always sometimes would drive me nuts because like, you know, it's like everyone's trying to like change everything in three months, you know, because they're in a different class or whatever. It's like, you know, I've always and whenever I would teach, I always tell students like, you know, it's your job to bend and manipulate, you know, my assignment or whatever I'm asking you to do to fit your work and your world, you know, and um and that's how, because, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, it's good you're experimenting now, but also like you should be trying to figure out what it is your thing is and you're, and just kind of working and doing is, you know, what becomes your thing. But like they say, if you, uh, if you move on quickly or if you're not, don't trust it for a while, you won't get to that sort of next place, whatever that is. And did that happen to you? Like when you started photographing houses at night, was that? Yeah, like the, the, that, that was one of the things. And then sort of what I was saying like earlier about the art, like, like I think about like I'm making this archive of images or stacks of pictures that I can pull from. Like, um, like I would shoot, uh, you know, I, I, like how my houses at night started is I, I, you know, I went out, there was an assignment I had for this Larry Salton class and Lynn Kirby, who was a, a, a filmmaker, they did it together. It's called the narrative workshop. And, it, and we were just sort of like putting picture narratives together. You know, I had, you know, strung together some found photographs and I needed a place for these people's like world that I created through sequencing to exist in. And so I photographed a house at night. Is this the alter ego assignment? Uh, uh, no, that, it's not that one. Uh, the, the, okay. This one was a narrative. It was a narrative one. Okay. Um, okay. But this was, um, uh, 
basically like uh, I, I just needed to go and I just needed like a, a container for people's lives to be in. So I shot a house and, uh, and it worked. And then I kind of used it for that purpose. And then I moved on, you know, to, what, to something else, you know, and then, and then I was out again looking around at night and, you know, as it happens in the wintertime, you know, it gets dark before you know it. And then, uh, you know, you're out shooting at night. And so like, I, I, and I found these neighborhood that was um, not far from uh, where I lived. That was like really foggy at night, but it had this really, it was East Coast looking, which was strange because it was like, you know, like there's Levittown, you know, New York, you know, which yep. is the first suburb. Like the Levitt brothers built this neighborhood in California, like in Pacifica, which is the most, it's so strange to see like this East Coast. Like I've been to Levittown, New York, you know, and it's, it looks exactly like Levittown, uh, not Levittown, California, but it's Pacifica, California. But it's right. like, it's the weirdest like juxtaposition because it's like this foggy, spooky, you know, out marine place, layer, out of, out of place, you know, like social real. I remember I found that and I was like, wow, this is something else here. And then I just started taking pictures and then I made, you know, I was in a neighborhood, so there were houses. And then, you know, I kept, you know, going back and I, I kept making one, another one and another one, you know, and I would make things in between. But like, um, you know, I just sort of slowly added to it and then you know when i had like you know a handful of them all of a sudden it's like huh this is something that i should keep doing and it was something that i focused on you know like um a little bit more intensely and then um, um but all the while still doing other things at the same time so that's um that's how i kind of work I, I i don't you i don't usually get an idea and then illustrate it like i usually like i, I i'm on to something and i keep making pictures but then I'll, you know, and, and then I'll just keep going. But then you figure out what it is later. And I always give myself that permission. Like, I don't need to, you know, I, it's hard enough to be an artist. But if you, like, have these, like, you know, conditions on yourself, like, I need to know what I'm doing. And, like, I need to, like, you know, like, I need to perform every time I get my camera out, you know. And, like, you know, that's just impossible, you know, to do. And so, like... Well, that that actually there's another quote that you have in the book in the workshop series book that i th i think is what you're saying it's that joan didion quote i write entirely to find out what i'm thinking what i Ex see and what it means what i want and what i fear exactly uh, precisely and, and that is like a it's so well that that's that so well written of course it's joan didion but like yeah, it gave me goosebumps um, actually uh, yeah it's amazing right and i mean like, it, like absolutely you, like you know you just make stuff and you find out, you know, well, what you're thinking about and or what's yep. important to you and um, or, or what you're like or what you're having a problem with, um, you know, often. And I think that like that's the beauty about art is like it, you know, it can be it's such of it's of such value to yourself. Uh, for me, the best way to do it is to just naturally gravitate towards what it is I'm thinking about or working with or, or, or whatever it might be. You know, and um, uh, and and then let that just lead and not question it. You know, just sort of like you know, because of course that's the other thing about photography is like you can make tons of pictures and you don't have to show. I mean, but, but I mean, you end up showing like right. five percent of them if you're even lucky. You know, yeah. I, like I actually think I, I I did like somebody added up my like my ratio like I was point five percent. Um, uh, was like my uh, my rate of like because I had like you know ten thousand rolls of film or something and then it was and I had like five hundred good pictures um, 
at, at that point. And I think that's what the math is on that. It's very low number. It's not even as good as a, a, a polar bear striking their target 2% of the time. <laughs> I, I, that's, a, that's an odd fact. A polar bear, I, I heard that 2% when they strike, they only hit 2% of the time. Isn't that crazy? Well, one thing I really like about animals, and I always say this about dogs because everyone knows I love dogs. I always have dogs. And I think animals, unlike people, are always hopeful. I'm, yeah. I'm a big believer in hope. I mean, if, yep. you just always have to have hope or you're sort of doomed. Hope is like just, just this thing of grace that you just... Um, and I do, I love that about animals. You see it all the time. I was up in Woodstock the past few weeks and I've been going back and forth a lot. And my peanut will, peanut's my dog, and she will chase every single animal in the woods. Uh, and she wow. never catches anything, uh -huh, but she uh -huh. always thinks she's going to. Right, that's so that's awesome. <laughs> she that, 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 starts out, the yeah. chase starts out, she's so hopeful. And you know what? She's never even disappointed. I mean, right, she's just yeah. like, okay, there'll be another one in three seconds. So. Right, right. That, that's, uh. a, that's amazing. That's a beautiful <laughs> spirit. You know, and like, it's a good and, attitude. And it really is. It really is. It's amazing. Yeah. I try uh, and learn from her. Right, right, um. right, 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 right. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, that's a good, uh, that's a good, that's a great lesson, actually, because you almost got to be like that as a photographer. You know, yeah, you'll, 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 you'll catch something at some point, you know, hopefully, but like, uh, you know, there's, and there's also, and that's the other thing about it. Like, I'm a naturally inclined wanderer. You know, I just like, I mean, I love just driving around and walking around and like just looking at the world and, and, and like I never, like I love that and, and I'll never stop doing that, you know, because it's just like, that's a great it's quality. just really fun to do, you know, it's like, it's so exciting. You've also said that, and I think this is just right in keeping with, with hope and what we're talking about. You've also said there are a million ways to talk yourself out of making your work and saying to yourself that it's already been done. Yes. But not everything has been done before, so just go do your work and yes. see where it leads. So that's yes. like that's really hopeful too, and really I think a great lesson. Uh, I really think that people overthink things a lot. You know, Me I mean, too. not just in life, photography, but life in general, but like photography, it's like you know, you kind of have to. Like, well, like the, and, and the other part of this, um, this rules for students and teachers is uh, everything's an experiment. You know, don't analyze and make at the same time. They're different processes. Um, yep. And, and I think that's really, I, I, I try to listen to that because, you know, you can very easily, like, when you're out in the world looking for photographs, you're like, you basically, there, there's sometimes you're just like, you know, do I take a picture of that? Or like, do I, is that what I want? And then, you know, like, you just got to try it and see what happens. Yeah, I because, totally agree. And, and there's so many times that you catch yourself not pulling up your camera and shoot and photographing something, you know, and then, or in my case, like, getting out and taking up, you know, like getting the tripod out and doing it at, like at night, like, you know, there's a high bar that I've set for my own self. But I also have to tell myself like, hey, dummy, you got all these pictures because you just did it. Yep. And so get go and do it, you know, um, yep. just take the picture, you know, and I've been doing this for a long, long time. And uh, I, you know, I mean, I tell myself that when, I, when I'm not feeling like, you know, setting up my tripod and all that. Do you have a sense? And if you do, when, do you have an idea of when this happened? But do you have a sense of yourself as being very successful? I mean, because obviously, by any objective measure, I think 
you are very successful, you know, really respected, really renowned, um, really widely corrected institutionally, privately, like, you must realize that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I do. I mean, I do realize that. And I feel really lucky that that's, you know, that that's what happened with my work. But at the same time, I also, and this is a lesson that I learned from when I was a, a teenager, I used to race BMX bikes. And uh, I was actually the state champ of Ohio of like four years, and I, I, I and I actually like I got to ride with the number one plate on my on my bike, which was kind of amazing. But I realized like when I was like kind of coming up in that sport, like I realized that I would watch these kids that they would win the number one plate, you know, and then the next year they would just suck. They were just they just lost it, like they lost their yeah. focus. They lost their, you know, like, like, like they let up, you know, because they had arrived. And like, you know, that's with a teenager, like, you know, it's a somehow or another, I don't know how I had the wisdom to be like, that's actually like wrong. And you need to like ride harder and ride faster, you know. And so I remember that lesson like from, you know, being, I guess you could call successful in, in, in biking. But I think that for myself, like I feel like really lucky. Uh, but, um, but I also have worked really hard, you know, and I'm, uh, I never would have imagined like when I was, you know, a student, I'd be talking to somebody like yourself and, you know, and I talking about like all these books that I had done and, you know, like I, 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 I might've thought that I would have been lucky to have one book by, I'm, I just turned 52. And, um, and so, and by the way, that's a, it's a, it's a mid-career survey, not a retrospective. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Because I'm, I'm not done yet, you know. <laughs> no, um, you're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, that was always a joke with us, you know, like, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm too, I'm too young for a retrospective. Um, but you also, Todd, you, I'm, I'm not saying anything that you haven't said many times before, um, so I hope this is okay, but... Mm-hmm. You know, you you had a, a challenging childhood, and I do think that a lot of people who have tough childhoods are just in general less entitled and sort of know they have to just keep working for things. Yes. So I do think that can be an offshoot of yeah, difficulty. It gives you another gift, which is the gift to know you have to work for everything. Yes, or really. you have a or you have drive, you know, and yeah. then you know, or maybe you're. You know, maybe somewhere way deep inside yourself, you're trying to prove uh, something to somebody that like might have put you down, you yep. know, um, and, and I think that um, I, I think there's definitely a part of that in my in my like life, you know, uh, like I would still do what I'm doing, you know, if I could afford it, you know, um, if I was a not successful, but I'm I feel really lucky that like I'm doing that thing I want, you know, and it worked, you know, and whatever that means. And, um, but I still like, you know, I'm hard at work on, on my next things. And, um, and, and I'm constantly thinking and, and, and moving with my work, you know, which is really, which is fun. Cause it's what like, it's what makes me happy. It what makes me like, yeah, you know, it gives amazing. me that sanity in life. You know, I, I feel like if I didn't make stuff, I would be, I would be a whole nother person, you know, like, yeah. Something about making things is very important. And I don't feel right when I'm not making stuff. You know, one observation, I wonder if we could talk about a little bit about your work that I have is all the all the work that you've done, almost to a picture, I feel like, has such an intense sense of my space. And when I say my space, I mean you, Todd. My space, your space. The space of you, the photographer, and the space that you're looking at. Uh-huh. You know, so 
the opposite of that would be sort of like a Winogrand or certain Friedlander work, certain street or road photographers who you often feel are very sort of in the mix, like they're uh -huh. in it, you know, they're in the crowd there. Yeah, right, um, right. But with your work, there for, for me, it's like there's this really intense delineation between your space, your personal space. And of course, this is really exemplified sort of most literally by the landscapes where you're shooting out from the inside of yes. your car. So yes. very much is actually your space and then the yeah. outer world space. But can you d talk about that a little bit? It's interesting. Like I sort of like... Um you know, it's not something that I, I, I consciously think about when I'm shooting, but like, I do know what you're talking about. And, and I think that, um, you know, I first, there's like, there's this, I have this beautiful, like, um, Baudrillard book um, called Cool Memories. And uh, it has a Mizrak picture on the cover of the swimming pool. And I've always like, I, that book's been sitting around my, my life, you know, somewhere out, like, you know, for like, you know, 20 years when I, since I bought it. And there's, there's something, and I always think of cool distance. And for me, like, there's something about like, you know, I, like, like when I was in graduate school was like when the, you know, that's when like the German photography, yeah, it was very, very popular. You know, like Dusseldorf, you know, like the Dusseldorf, yeah, like, like Bescher and like you know, uh, you know, Struve, Ruth, Gursky, Candida Hofer, and um, uh, and 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 I'm sure there's other people I'm forgetting, but that's a good list. Yeah, but but basically, um, there's a coolness to that that observation, and I remember I had this. Um, I had this, there was a, a photo editor from like London that came to our school to do studio visits. And I remember he was like, why do you, you know, like these pictures are really amazing. I really like them, it, it, but it seems like subjective, you know, like, why don't you make them like, why can't like, you know, what if you make it more objective, you know? And I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, oh, like the, like the German work, you know, that's totally trending right now, like that at that time and uh, or trendy, but like, um, or that was like the movement of photography for sure. And, uh, yep. and, and basically like, and, and I thought, you know, no, and this is where, this is where it's interesting where you like, you know, even though somebody that like apparently might know better than you on some things, you realize that like, uh, you know, a lot yourself and you should trust yourself. You know, and I remember thinking that that just wasn't really like, it's like, I mean, sometimes I think back to that comment, it's like, well, what if I was susceptible to like, influence like from too many people and I would have like gone a different direction you know and yeah. not and I would have never like become the photographer that I was no, because I'm so like glad you, you didn't yeah, yeah, to yeah me too me too and it's funny how sometimes you just sort of know and I think it's really important to just I always try to enable my students you know to trust themselves and to trust their like decision making you know because there's real value in that you know when you like can sort of like say okay you know because like, like the this is something I learned from Larry Salton, like the act of making art is the act of making many, many small decisions, you know, yep. and, and like the whole time you're doing it, you're making a decision like every like, you know, every step of the way there's a decision, you know, like it's like, is it horizontal? Is it vertical? Is it color? Is it black and white? Is it big? Is it small? Is it like there's a million paths you can go down there? But if you like, you need to just make those decisions and so it not be hindered by it. And so I think that, you know, is it subjective? Is it objective? You know, like, do you make it dark or do you make it like normal, you know? And, and so I think that um, like those kind of decisions and that's kind of what leads to what you're talking about is like this sort of like, you know, there's a way that like those pictures are like, I chose that subjective point of view where I kind of wanted to be, in the picture a little bit and so the and the pictures through the window of the car definitely like exemplify that i think the most because 
you know, it's like my breath on the window, you know, that made it a little foggy in there, you know, or, um, or even like, or, or like I put like water on there so it would splatter in the right way if it wasn't raining. And I, it was, my hand was in that, you know, and, um, I think it's in all your work, by the way. I mean, just, just like my, I really feel, I thought about this a lot. Like, yes, it is the most obvious and sort of, as I said, literal with the cars, but I really feel that way with your houses. Like, I still that, really feel like you've staked out a position. And see, I think, and I, I think you know this, that your pictures are so cinematic. I mean, they it, you are using the language of cinema in so yeah. many of your pictures. And so, so many of those houses shots to me are establishing shots but they're not always they're yes. not they're not objective establishing shots no, they're often no. establishing shots as the main character the protagonist seeing something yes like that they are about to go into and so because they feel so much like cinematic subjective ex- establishing shots yes and, uh, maybe i'm just getting too kooky because film no. is like i'm a film geek but that and i think it's why i love the work so much i mean i love the work because it's really great but Thank it speaks you. to me so intensely because it's a language that i really love and i i agree with that a hundred percent that that's part of like um that that is definitely um that, that I, I i do kind of think of myself it's funny i i like uh, Vim Vendor's like Wings of Desire oh, love was that movie. a huge. It was a, I, I remember seeing that when I you know when it had first come out and Bruno Gans. lived in Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. And then when the angels would fly from building to building, yeah, and they would go into other people's lives and then they would drop out. You know, I kind of like in a weird way think about that in the back of my head when I'm out when I'm sequencing a book. You know, I, I feel like you're sort of going in and out of people's lives or, or, or like yep. different scenarios or different homes. Like if a picture of a home is it's like a neighborhood, you know, when you have a group of them and, you know, and you're sort of like looking at each different place, like, like from that kind of, you know, you're there, but you're, you're also from a distance a little bit. And so I, I do, um, you know, think about that. And then it's weird that the cinematic thing is like, I guess I got like, I, it's I, you wouldn't be uh, appalled at how few films I've seen, like in terms of like the history of it, you know. I and mean, I, but but um, I, I, there's something that I, I somehow picked it up somewhere. But like I have this that cinematic like approach, you know. Well, I, I guess it's just something that I like that there's like it's kind of like a picture is like something is about to happen or has happened or like yeah. Um, there's just something there, there's something that's on the edge of something. Yeah. And I like that, you know. And I sort of like realized that you know like a while ago when I just I mean like a long time ago when I was looking at my pictures, it's like, you know, it feels like there's a moment that's like, you know, about to occur. That's that slice of photography that uh, it's funny how that works, how you just like when you're interested in something, it just sort of replicates in your work, whether you're taking pictures of, you know, people, places, things. It's sort of like your view is like it's imposed on things. I mean, the portraits, which we haven't talked about much and are a little bit more complicated for me, but the portraits also, of course, have some really wonderful cinematic qualities and some of it really reminded me of Antonioni. Yes, um, I love, you know? I, 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 yeah, I, I love his work. And uh, Okay, um, so don't tell me you yeah. don't know film, for, for uh, well, God's well, sake. Well, 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 I, I know, <laughs> I, I haven't seen all of his movies. Um, well, you don't have um, to see all of yeah, his movies, first yeah. of all, because some of them are like literally incoherent. But, yeah, but, but of I, I, I've trilogy. seen a few. Yes, I, yeah. I, I've seen that. Uh, and I mean, I see that in some of the portraits. I'm definitely very influenced by that. It, there's just something about that. Uh, I feel bad not knowing the names of the movies, but like, 
There was, La Ventura. Um, yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah, it, it was a lot yeah. of Ventura. Yeah, like just the sort of like uh, just the nature of it's so interesting. The, the like the like, like is it Monica Bellucci? Is that her name? Monica Vitti. Vitti. Monica Vitti. Of course, yeah. Monica Bellucci is like somebody different. Like now, but uh, Monica Vitti. She is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, she was unbelievable. his muse. I mean, she's the star of all three of those films. And you yes. have sort of a muse, so yes, yes, overlap also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, but I, I've you know, I've I've screenshotted like things from there. You know, just sort of like just to I sort of I'd study. Like uh, to study that, the, like, because uh, and and she's an incredible actress. Amazing, um, yeah, just incredible. Amazing. Yeah, yep. yeah. No, that was just hugely influential to me as well. Just any way we could go down that path. But so let me just ask you about the portraits because, you know, I mean, one thing I was thinking about with them is, you know, I know. You know, you and I have had a little bit of back and forth, and I've listened to other interviews you've given, and I sort of have the sense of you as being a pretty warm and generous person, certainly a very generous teacher. And I'm sort of interested in this idea. It's not just with you, but with artists in general. But I wonder, since I'm talking to you, if we could talk about it a little bit, which is, you know, someone's sort of public political position, and let's say what I'm talking about specifically here is women's equality, you know, general sort of feminism in, in the broadest sense of the word. Yeah. And then, which, which I assume I, uh, you probably believe in. Uh, um, of course, absolutely. And then the the portraits of the women I find personally somewhat reductive where the women the the pictures are really beautiful but not necessarily you know a full three-dimensional look at the life of women it's very very much a specific very sexualized or i would say sort of the archetypes like the siren the sort of strong but fragile woman the sort of cornered woman the sort of mysterious these these certain sort of types tropes that yeah oh, we, I, I understand definitely so i guess yeah. i'm curious how does one how does an artist like you reconcile your sort of political beliefs with creating a body of work that maybe doesn't and you may probably don't even agree with this but to me doesn't really line up with that yeah, more uh, political yeah well I, I would say that well one you know like the meaning of an artwork always resides in the viewer um and, and i think that people like uh, I, I mean i think that everybody sees things in different ways and then i guess I, I don't see that my i don't see my images like not lining up with my generally like you you mentioned like you know I'm a generous, kind-hearted uh, person, and I definitely don't have. Um, I'm not like I know. I'm never. My my work has never been. I've never intended on you know uh, making anybody feel bad or or you know um, or uh, reductive is what you said. But um, it, well, firstly, all photography is reductive. You know, of course, there's some pictures that are more reductive than others, perhaps. You know, but but I think that like it's interesting how like uh, we talk like going back to Joan Didion. You know, like what we talked about or, or like that thing. Mm -hmm. I remember my creative writer, writing teacher said, write what you know. Yep. And that's what you do. And so sort of like and then looking back at like, you know, we were talking about like, you know, my work very much stems from a difficult childhood. And I think that way back when with the um, the art therapist, I realized that like uh, I was definitely working with issues of. You know, he's kind of like, well, if you drive around at night and you take pictures of houses and you have a whole bunch of them. 
there's no, that's not like an accident. It's something that like, you know, like, like you're like, you're ruminating or you're going over or you're milling over something that you're trying to work out, you know? And I very much think that, that photography can be that. And and I think that, um, you know, coming from uh, the way that I grew up, you know, there were definitely some things that needed to be worked out, you know, and uh, like everybody else, but like, you know, we all have our own things, but What's curious about the portraits for me is like, you know, and and I don't think, you know, it's funny because people don't really know, people always don't really know how somebody works, you know, they don't know what the process is like unless, you know, you tell them, but like the portraits that I've done for the most part, you know, um, have been very collaborative. The, the people that I work with, you know, definitely have agency in making them. And you had mentioned like, you know, there was somebody that I worked with a lot named uh, Christina, right. um, who is somebody that I've worked with for like, I mean, it's been like 14 years now. Oh, that's and that's amazing. And that's a long time. And like, that is a and, long we've, time. and we've made like a lot of images. And then, you know, she, she's actually, she's a professional model and, and, and she lives in New York and, you know, she's very like, popular and, and, you know, well-known. She's even on TV commercials right now. I saw her Um, and she's been, she's very successful. And she also, but she said to me, she always says like, it's like when she comes back to San Francisco, like, you know, we work together and she always says, it's like, you know, like I love working with you because you're like, you're the only person that actually lets me be me. You know, I'm always pretending to be this or that for these different things. But like, you know, like, you know, when I work with you that I just, you know, I feel like you're capturing something that's that that, that that's me and that I want to like, you know, and, and the thing that's interesting is like, we don't ever like, we never like have like a, a plan of like, what are we going to do? You know, we always just sort of like, we'll get together and we've, you know, photographed like, you know, 20 times, you know, which is a lot. It's even more than that, I'm sure. But, um, but we always like, we don't talk about what we're going to do. We just sort of do it. And then, you know, in a lot of ways that I think that like, um, you know, my work with the portraits, you know, and with Christina in particular, but definitely with other people I've worked with is there's something we're both coming to this point to take some pictures and there's a reason that we're doing it. And it's because we're sort of ruminating over or or working out or whatever. Yeah, working out. That's what I was just thinking. And it's very much like that. And I think that um, I think that, you know, like one person, like, you know, one person might see something as reductive. And another person sees it as liberating. But I understand what you're talking about. And like, you know, and I've thought long and hard about that, you know, and, and then and then I guess like to answer your question, like, you know, back to those rules for artists and students, you know, there's like analyzing, your, you know, and making our different processes, yep. you know, and, and you just sort of like making the, the work and then like and deciding what to put out, you know, that's where the analyzation comes in. And, you know, I've definitely like, I've worked through like the things that I've needed to work through a lot in my life, you know, and that, cause a lot of that stuff is like, you know, 10 or 15 years old. And, and as you grow as an artist, you also change as an artist. And like, it's very interesting how like my, my work with Christina has, ch- you know, it, it not changed, but it's, it's just, and it's like anybody, hopefully we're all evolving and we're growing. And then your images change in that way too. So anyhow, that's sort of how I feel about that. But like, I also think that the politics, your your personal politics, you know, are are very, very important. But also like, sometimes there's like, you know, your artwork just has to be made. I mean, I think that's, you know, you're being true to yourself and that's the life of an artist, hopefully. You're you're like, uh, hopefully that is like, that's like, that's your, that's the goal. Well, um, because I have a, 
under one hour rule. Uh, yes. I, like to, to, I, I hope to leave them wanting more. Um, so, but for yeah. now, I want to thank you for being yeah. on the podcast and so, so generous with your thoughts and, and with your wonderful advice. You're very welcome. And, and thank you for providing like the, you know, the space, you know, to, to, to connect to people and because it's, you know, it's funny how like, I mean, you know, it's not funny. It's actually, it's terrible that like, you know, I used to go to like, you know, 20 different art events like a year. I haven't like been to any of them this year because I was like, I know. You know I, I was shooting like in February and in France and then I came home and then it was lockdown, you know, and like yeah. I haven't really gone anywhere um, at all, know. you know, and and so these things are really important right now. They are, well, they because are. Because to be able to like talk to people and connect to people and, you and know. And our community and, is such a rich and beautiful community. And so, yes, I mean, oh, in my it, opinion. It is. Oh, I agree with that completely. I, I feel so lucky that we have in this fact, photo community is amazing. Let me just throw this in as the ending here to our show is that I think you think we've never met, but we actually met. Um, see, you were famous and I wasn't, and I'm still I not. I remember but meeting you in our We met right? at Look at 3. Oh, Look yes, yes. That's I fun. actually think when you met Denise is that when was, I met uh, you. Yeah, I think so too. I guess I remember I met Denise there. But it's such a great, that I, I think of that now and I'm bringing it up because- what a, wasn't that like? Look, three was like summer camp, wasn't it? Oh, that like, was it wonderful. Was just... I love that. It was such an amazing. That was, and I, I've only been to that one, but I like, I, I loved it because it was. I, I got to meet people that I, and I remember meeting you. There were so many different people there, and it was great. It was people. like it, it was like incredible people everywhere like, you turned. It was yeah. some fantastic yeah. person in our wonderful world, our yes. our fantastic pond of yes. photo Which, photographers yes. and photo adjacent yeah. people like me who do yeah. what I do, and just what a fun thing. But there are a lot of wonderful festivals. Look, three doesn't happen anymore, but there are still a lot of other things, and I feel yes. blessed. And yes. they will come back, and we'll all be hanging out. Once again, yes. um, hopefully in the uh, uh, near future. I, I, I'm so looking forward to that. It, it's so yeah, it's so like uh, important to do that. And um, and in, until then, we'll just record these podcasts. Exactly. But okay. Exactly. Thank you, Todd. Okay. Thank you Thank so you. much. And be well. Stay safe. Okay. And, you too. Uh, and, and and enjoy your guitar playing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you okay. so much. Right. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Photo Work with Sasha Wolf is a production of the Photo Work Foundation. Executive producer is Sasha Wolf, and the associate producer is Taylor Selsback. The show is also produced and edited by me, Michael Chauvin Dalton of Real Photo Show. Music is by J. Walter Hawks. If you like the show and wish to find out more about the foundation, please visit photowork.foundation and be sure to subscribe and review with all the stars on your listening platform.